The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight. And I am your host, Daryl Oliver. Hey, but um, tonight, um, Coach, we got a lot of things going on. You know, the big tournament is happening. But that's really not what I am concerned about. Not, not necessarily concerned about, but what I want to talk about. I really would like to talk a little bit about these four Hall of Fame coaches that have reached the Final Four. And we all know about Kentucky and Calipari, John Calipari, what a great coach he is, uh, how his... Um, how some some sort of mystery and a little bit of controversy has followed him a little bit, but a lot of people don't know a lot a, a lot about Bob Ryan, the Wisconsin coach, and a lot of people don't know about um, um, Tom Izzo, the um, Michigan State's coach, and we all know about Mike Krzyzewski, um from Duke. But one thing these guys all have in common is that they will all be in the Hall of Fame someday. We don't know um, how soon because who knows when any of these guys are going to stop coaching. But we do know that we'll see them uh, in the Hall of Fame. Um, Coach, you with us? My Skype went down for some reason. Oh, sorry about that. Anyway, um, Coach, um, we're talking about Bob Ryan, the um, the, the Wisconsin, Wisconsin coach. Yeah. Because, you know, he's the oldest guy in uh, the Final Four, oldest coach, and he got his job just in February of 2015. Well, um, and, and, uh, well actually, uh, in 2014, uh, I guess he was, um, in, in 2013 14, he had a record of 30 and 8, and uh, it, they won the Big Ten this year. Yeah, uh, he, uh, you know, he, you know, he's been uh, with Wisconsin of uh, Plattsville uh, from '84 to '99, and then he was with uh, University of Wisconsin in Missouri. I mean, at, uh, from '99 to '01, and then he got the, the final job at the state college. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's he's done um he's done an outstanding job this year, especially, and I tell you, oh, um, yeah. yeah, with with this team that they have now, um, I think this guy Kaminsky, I think he probably he is the player of the year for sure, and I really think he's going to be a um a standout player, um, 
in, in the NBA. I think he's probably, the, what I see from him is probably he's the most NBA-ready player that, um, that we've seen this year. Coach, he's the best big man for sure, and I think he's going to give whoever they play a fit because he's that typical big man that you, if you don't have somebody of the same caliber, just gives you a fit all night. Oh, oh yeah, and uh, and I think this is um, this is this is going to be a great matchup uh, against another Hall of Fame coach, um, Calipari. You know, I think. Um, Calipari, you know, he's he's done an outstanding job at Kentucky, bringing in the recruits. You know, um, people wonder how can he bring in um, nine uh, All-Americans every year, but he finds a way to do it. And, Coach, the thing about it is, even though we talked earlier off the air that it was really uh, a squeaker for him for the first real time uh, against Notre Dame, they still had the... The, the the juice to pull it off. You know, um, Coach, we're not necessarily talking about this right now. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But, you know, I still have the field against Kentucky. <laughs> and, and, and I'm I saying. And I still got Kentucky. And you still have Kentucky. And you can have Kentucky. But when we think about, when I think about this, Notre Dame lost to Kentucky on the final shot of the game. And if they had hit that three-pointer, the kid Grant had hit that three-pointer, um, they possibly, that would have been the upset of the year, and I would have won the bet already, you know, because I, I have the field. However, I really think the remaining teams left in the tournament are better than Notre Dame. So I think my thing with we the field, all know, we, Coach, on any given night, you know, these last four teams, coach, can beat anybody anytime. I agree, and I, I don't think it's not necessarily the players on the on the court. It's the coaches and the strategies that these guys put forth that has a lot to do with the, the success that they've had. Yeah, and, and coach, the, the the cool thing about the head coach of Kentucky is everyone assumed that he was going to win. Uh, the national championship, and if he doesn't, he uh, he's perceived as not a good coach. And if he does, uh, they say, you know, well, he had the talent; and he should have won anyway. Uh, that, and that's true. You know, he, he it's darn if he does and darn if he doesn't. Now, but when you look at um, Calipari, you would think that all of the great players that he's had in his career. He would have more than just one national championship. However, he only has one national championship, and that's with Kentucky in 2012. You know, even with that great team he had last year, they didn't win the national title. No. So you know, who's to say when you, that when you look when you look at it, uh, though? You know, I, it, it, he's got a different philosophy. He realizes most of the time that he's going to get the kind of youngster that's not going to be around but for two years. He realizes he's going to recruit the kind of, and, you know, and uh, Coach K says at Duke for many years, if a kid acted like that he was not going to be committed to the program for four years, he didn't recruit him. Well, that's just the opposite of the way John feels. 
John feels like I want the best athlete I can get right now. And maybe we can make those magic work together this year or his second year, and then I know that he's going off to the uh, NBA. Just a philosophy change and difference that I think uh, some some coaches have a hard time dealing with. You know, Coach, um, I think that's a – I think that's a bunch of hogwash because when we look at it, um, um, the number one player uh, in the NBA draft um, last year was um, the kid from Duke. No, I take that back. Uh, Andre Wiggins was the number one player drafted in last year's draft. He went to, he got traded to Milwaukee on the first day, but he's with the, uh, he, he left Milwaukee and got traded to the, um, to the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and that's where he's with now. But the second player drafted was another true freshman right out of high school the year before, Jabari Parker from Duke. And and let's don't get it twisted because this year's probably first or second player that's going to be drafted um, this year is probably going to be uh, Coach K's um, best player on on his, on his team this year. So you know, uh, and this kid has only played one year. Jabari Parker played one year last year, and uh, and and the kid that's that's um that's on Duke's team this year, um, Okafor. Uh, he's only going to play one one game one year uh, this year, Coach, and he, and he. He, he's he's going to be gone, so Coach K can you know we can he can throw out this that maybe he has this image of taking kids that's going to stay uh, four years. Uh, nah, he's changed his mind about that. He takes these kids that's going to help him win right now, and I don't care if the kid is only going to be there for one year because, uh, like I said, last year's uh, last year's kid that left in the first after one year who was the second player overall. This year's player, who's probably going to be the first, second, or third player pick in this year's NBA draft, um, is the same is the same kind of kid, coach. So, well, coach, I think that he has changed his philosophy, but he has said repeatedly that for years that's not the kind of kid he tried to recruit. I think in the last five to six years, you know, I mean, first off, the guys won four NCAA championships. But I think he's had to readjust. You know, a lot of people don't realize Coach K's been at Duke, Coach, since 1980. Okay? And so uh, we're talking a long period of time. But now I think he's readjusted his thinking the last five, six, seven years. He's going out, like you said, getting the best player he can get for his program, regardless of how long the kid decides to stay. And that that's what he's going out doing now. You know, it used to be a time uh when, when Grant Hill and and um all of those guys played for him, you know, hey, yeah, they they did stay four years and, and for a long time he was one of the last people that, that went out and got players, turned a lot of guys down because they that he knew because he knew they were one and done. Uh, but hey, that's changed. That's it's even changed. It, it's even cha- changed and if you don't change with them they pass you by. Right, and and when you look at it, um, he he's he's had he four NCAA 
uh, Division One tournament championships uh, in 1991 and 92 and 2001, and here in 2010 is the is the latest one, and and he has four uh, 12 um, Final Fours. So hey, it's, and since 1986, he's been in the Final Four. You know, not consecutively, but hey, he's been there since that time. Uh, since 1986, he's been a part of the Final Fours. So, hey, that's a long time, Coach. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you, Coach. Uh, he has definitely uh, stood the test of time. And, and here he is back in the Final Four. Uh, he's been in the Final Four 12 times. So one-third of the time, every time he goes, he wins it. And, and you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, we have to give him credit for, um, Coach Krzyzewski has been a part of the Olympic team, um, the two-time gold medal winner in the Olympics. So, you know, he, 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 yeah, he, he's definitely an ambassador for the game as well. You know, and it makes you wonder, will we ever see him um, on the NBA, in the NBA or on the sideline of the NBA or maybe even an executive for the NBA. I personally don't, don't think we'll ever see it because I don't think he could deal with the, the personalities of the NBA, but I actually think he may want to have that challenge under his belt. Well, Coach, I think that uh, we're looking forward to, you know, and the sleeper in it is uh, Michigan State. And the Michigan State coach, uh, Tom uh, Izzo, yeah, Izzo, uh, you know, uh, he won an overtime against Louisville, and they've been the outside looking in uh, kind of Cinderella team for this year. Oh, without a doubt. And, um, and you know, and this team didn't start out having a, a, a grand record overall. No. You know, they, they started out slow, but, you know, how many times have we seen Michigan State get in a tournament in March and make some things happen? And get know? hot. And get hot. And, and, and they, they've done it time and time again. And so this is not a surprise, and it shouldn't be a surprise for us. You know? Coach, what I loved was the, in the, uh, right before the round of 16 in 32, uh, Magic Johnson spoke to him and explained to them that they were on a next level and that nobody could stop them but themselves. And he was up in the stands, and when they won, I forgot who they beat that week, but when they won, you could tell they were they were on a mission. You know, um, I've heard this um, from one of the former players. They say when magic comes to the game, say you never want to lose when Magic Johnson is in the stands. And, and, you know, I, I, I can believe that. You know, it seemed like these guys play at another level when Magic Johnson is in the stands. Coach, I think as athletes, we always feel like when we have that person that is the role model for our program, whatever it might be, basketball, football, whatever, and when that role model is there, you you give it more than you probably do for any other time. You're, you're right. And, you know, um, Michigan State comes in with a record of um, 27-11, and 11, and in their conference, the Big Ten, they're they're twelve and six. Um, Duke, on the other hand, all of these teams have thirty wins or more, except Michigan State. You know, um, Duke comes in with a record of um, 
33 and 4 and a 15 and 3 in their in their conference. So, you know, um Michigan State is probably definitely the the uh dark horse per se um in the in this tournament. They're definitely the Cinderella. Yes. And and um you know, Wisconsin they come in with a 35 and 3 in, in Kentucky, you know, they they they're undefeated at 38 38 and 0. You know, 18 and 0 in the SEC. Uh, Wisconsin, um, they were, they were a number one seed. Duke is a number one seed. Kentucky definitely is the number one seed. And here it is, Michigan State. They are the underdog, the Cinderella, the whatever you want to call them. They come in at a set as a seven seed. So, you know, um, somebody's either made a lot, made some nice money if you had, if you were um, betting on Michigan State throughout this tournament, maybe in Vegas or wherever you were in the in the world because um, that's that's pretty low seed to be coming in pretty high seed to be coming in um into this tournament coach and and coach here's the thing I think that most of America loves an underdog and Michigan State is definitely the underdog and uh, uh, you know when they beat Louisville in overtime uh, I think there were a lot of people that weren't uh, Michigan State fans before became fans then. You know, I think it's a lot of people that don't want to see the typicals. They don't want to see Duke and Kentucky go at it. It's, it's a lot of fans out there want to see the underdogs. They want to see Wisconsin and Michigan State. You know, um, what's, what, do, what do we expect? We expect to see Duke and Kentucky. Right. We expect to see probably the two of the greatest coaches to ever coach college basketball in our time. Um, in this era, per se, not in our time, but in this era. Yeah. So, but I think it'd be nice to see um, Wisconsin come out of this thing. Um, and I think it'd be really nice to see Michigan State come out. Because if Wisconsin beats Kentucky, it's over. You know the field is already taking the taking the giant down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and coach, I, like I said earlier in the conversation, I think that uh, I really think that the field, the remaining teams in the field, meaning Wisconsin and Duke, are better, and I think they have more, maybe a little more history than Notre Dame. And I really think that these two teams, one of those two teams, is going to take the giant, bring the giant down. And I, when I'm calling the giant, I'm talking about the mighty Kentucky Wildcats. Well, hey, guys, we'll be right back with more sports info on the Voice America radio. We've got a special guest, and we'll be back with him in a few minutes. Peace. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, we got a special guest on the line. You didn't introduce that special guest for us, please. Yes, sir. Daryl, we've got uh, a great young man who I had the privilege of coaching at uh, Palaka High School, and he was a two-time state champion. He was the Florida Lifter of the Year in the last year that Palaka High School has won a state championship. His name is Jonathan Garcia, and Jonathan has done some amazing things even now that he's graduated and gotten out of high school. And he's getting to be an old man. I think, what are you, Jonathan, 27 now? I'm 26, 26. Oh, okay. Don't make you too old, right? <laughs> not, not too old, not yet. Anyway, Jonathan has been competing. You know, when he first got out of high school, he went to the training center for the Olympics over in uh, Colorado Springs. But because of family commitments and things he had to do, uh, he came back to Palaka. And he just missed it so much, he started lifting again. And now he's right on the crust of being one of the best lifters in the world. In fact, uh, he set an American record, what, two weekends ago, Jonathan? Am I right? It was actually last weekend. Was it last weekend? Well, Yes, sir. Last, last, weekend, last Saturday. Last weekend, he had, uh, what was your total, what was the American record you broke, Jonathan? Well, I broke all the state records. Um uh, for bench, squat, deadlift, and actually the total. And then the the uh, American record I broke, uh, is um, it was 270 and um, on the bench, and I did uh, 325. So I broke that by a good amount. And then also the total. Mm, I believe I broke the total about, I, I believe about 50, 60. I'll have to double check on that exactly. Um um, and they'll be posted soon online. Uh, the meet director told me he tried to get those those new records, uh, my name under them as soon as possible. Within the next couple of weeks or so, they should be available to view online. And now, Jonathan, you're in the 132 class? 
132 pounds, yeah. Right. And so that is amazing. It's an amazing it amazing. Feat. Wow. Well, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, go ahead. So, Jonathan, um, where, where do you actually train? Um, I train at a local gym. Um, I train alone. I write my own programs. kind of coach myself. I've kind of always been like that. I've had some support from some great coaches like um, – like Coach um, Coach Roberts, um, my coach Shelton Gilliard, um, but they've been long, you know, far. They haven't been like in town, actually in the gym with me. Um, fortunately, Coach my coach um, Gilliard, he lives in Tampa, and I live in Palak, so that's a good distance. But we try to Skype, and he's more like a, a, a moral support coach for me. But as far as training, I train at USA Fitness here in Palaka. Um, there about every day, he's getting the grind on. Um, sometimes twice a day, you know, to make sure that I get that volume the necessary in. How do you balance the uh, the nutrition to keep your weight at at what it is? Do you count um, calories, or how does that work for you? Um, it it depends how close a competition is. Um, this last competition, I had gained so much mass. Um, I'm not a very tall guy. So I'm a very stacked 132, and um, it is it is somewhat difficult to to balance that. You do have to count calories, make sure everything is, you know, your diet has to be down to a science because, you know, when you're a smaller guy, 132 pounds is not a lot, but the muscle necessary to push, you know, 505 on the squat or, you know, 600 on the deadlift, you know, you have to pack on that muscle, and every ounce of muscle that you pack on is going to be ounces on the scale as well. So your diet has to be on point. So counting calories is a must. And Daryl, the thing about it is, his total. Uh, am I right about this? This last uh, training was is at the point where he would place about uh, in last year's world competition, he would have got a bronze, right, yeah. Jonathan? Yes, sir. Uh, the to- the totals that I've hit in training would have gotten me uh, third in the world last year. So it's a really exciting time for me right now. Um, powerlifting is a new sport for me. Um, last weekend was my very first powerlifting meet ever. Um, I used to do what they call Olympic-style lifting. Um, I did take some time off of that. Um, I do have a, a, a daughter that I raise, and, um, you know, so I kind of had to, to get away from that scene. Um, training at that competitive level was taking a lot of time in different places where I needed to spend more time at. And um, so I took a while off lifting, and then, you know, it just kind of called back to me. You know, I, I caught myself just just hungry for just a competitive atmosphere, you know. The competitor in me was just, you know, just, <laughs> it's hard to explain, I guess, you know. You just, I wanted to be back out there, you know. I felt like I was letting myself down if I wasn't doing the doing the things I felt like I could be doing. Um, you know, I feel like I was just made for the sport and um, just a natural-born competitor. And uh, also, uh, my mindset changed, you know, when I did have my daughter. But I caught myself... Um, just feeling like I wasn't doing everything I could do, you know, and, and now my focus is where it used to be, you know, for me, you know, what what can I do to, to you know, gain laurels, gain 
all these kind of things. Now it's more to make my daughter proud, you know. I think uh, every time I really try to push myself at a meet or anything like that, it's for us to prosper, you know, not just me right now. So I turn that into a motivation, you know. Everything I do, I do for her and for us to prosper. So that's my main focus right now is just making sure that, you know, one day she looks back and sees the things that I've done and, and proud, you know, proud that just because I had her and I'm raising her alone, I didn't have to, I didn't have to give up on my dreams. You know, I never want my daughter to feel like because uh, my dad had to raise me, he quit lifting. He was so strong in high school, but, you know, he had me, so he quit. You know, I never want my daughter to feel like she was the reason why I didn't achieve my dream. I want her, I want to use this, and also for others, you know, other single dads out there or single moms who may have had dreams in high school and athletics. And sometimes life is unfortunate and things don't work out, but that doesn't mean you have to give up on your dream. You know, um, my daughter's my daughter was raised in the gym. She has no problem sitting down and watching me do a whole hour workout, you know, so I just I want to use my achievements to show people that, you know, you don't have to give up just because you have kids. I mean, yeah, there's some sacrifices you'll have to make in both worlds, being a parent and an athlete. But if you want it bad enough, you can do both and show your kids that if you have a dream, don't let anything stand in your way. You can do it. It's just you have there, to persevere. And, there, and we want to help Jonathan as best we can. Now, Jonathan, you go down to Orlando when? The Orlando competition is uh, May 1st. <laughs> So you're actually preparing for the national championships or the world championships, Jonathan? Both. Right now, I like to look at, uh, 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 in the long scope, I'm looking at the worlds. I'm I'm looking to try to win the world championships this year. That's my goal. Um, I am 50 pounds away each lift from a world record. Mm -hmm. Each lift. Um, My best bench in training is um, 350. The world record, I think, is like 40. I think it's like 402. They do kilos, so it's a little weird. Right. Um, right. My best squat in training is 315. The world record, I'm sorry, five, uh, 515. The world record is 565. My best deadlift is uh, 550 even. The world deadlift is 600. <laughs> so I'm so right. close to all of them. So this, yeah. this, um, this year, I am looking to win the world championship. But for right now, um, in the next couple of weeks, I've got the Europa in Orlando and then Nationals in um, Las Vegas in July, which I'm looking to win. And then after Las Vegas, the world championships. And, Daryl, all of this costs money. You know, all, you know, not just a sacrifice Jonathan's making, you know, uh, every day of his life. Uh, all this cost, and uh, you know, getting to even Orlando, uh, th- there's hotel rooms that have to be paid for. And Jonathan, you don't have any sponsors yet, do you? Uh, right now, um, not really any any uh, sponsors. Um, a great a great guy, Troy Henry, at my local gym. He's a personal trainer there. Um, he has a small company. Uh, he's starting up Gamma Fitness, and um, he actually kind of spotted me. Um, you know, he was he was asked he saw what I was working with in the gym on a regular basis, and um, he was like, "Have you ever tried powerlifting?" You know, and a couple other guys, older lifters there. Have you ever done powerlifting? How much do you weigh? You're so small. You're lifting so much. And I said, "No, I do Olympic style, but 
you know, right now it's off season. I'm not looking to lift. And they're like, well, you got to try powerlifting. So Troy came up to me and said, hey, there's this meet coming up in, um, in a couple months. Um, if you decide to lift in it, I'll sponsor you. So he did, um, and we, we did pretty good. We got uh, my first powerlifting meet. I got awarded um, best lifter overall, best male lifter overall. Um, and like I said, you know, broke those state and uh, American records. And that and meet is... Um, you're nothing but greater and better. Right. Yeah, the the Europa Championships is in um is that May first and second in Orlando, Florida? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um and, and that's gonna be actually um I'm trying to see where it's gonna be held at, but it's gonna be in Orlando, Florida, the the Europa Championships. Um look like it's a big event. Um uh, so and and when you when you if you do well in the Europa Championships, you're going to be going to Las Vegas, Nevada, and performing out there, participating in the, the would that be the Nationals uh, in yes, Vegas? Sir. Yes, sir, okay. the Las Vegas. I've already, the meet that I did, I mean, the total that I put up um, last weekend already qualified me for Nationals. But the meet, usually lifters will take a couple months off in between, you know, um, meets to get their body back in peak, but the meet director, and I, I forget his name, had personally um, offered to pay for my, for me to lift in the Europa, which I believe the entry form was probably like anywhere like around $100 or so, maybe more, so the meet director took it upon himself while I was getting my medal for the competition to extend me that invite to lift in the Europa and I couldn't turn it down. I mean, you know, him offering, you know, that so generously. I mean, I was he's because he was he was you know I, my total was about I think eleven times my body weight or whatnot. So he was you know he was like you know I'd love to see you lift at a bigger stage. So I personally pay for you to lift in the Europa. You know, no strings attached. I just want you to go and compete. You know, show everybody what you can do. So I said, all right, let's do it. You know, I'll get ready in five weeks for another competition. There you go, yeah. You know, when when the irons are hot, you gotta hit it as hard as you can. Yeah, you can. That makes it stronger. Yep. Now, Jonathan, uh, if you uh, go to nationals in Las Vegas, how much you think? You know, how much you think the airfare is gonna be? I've already looked it up. It's gonna be about five hundred dollars a ticket. For round trip. Around four eighty, four ninety. is what I've been uh, saying. And yeah. and. Uh, and that's gonna and that's gonna be uh, over a course of a whole weekend. I believe so. Yeah. Um, the great thing about powerlifting is they do similar to fighting, boxing, and stuff. They do early weigh-ins. So you know, um, I'd probably weigh in that Friday morning, and then lift that Sunday. I mean, sorry, that Saturday, kind of maybe afternoon, evening. Great. Great. But you need to fly in a day early, right? Oh yes, sir. Definitely, I would. I, I would. I mean, like Thursday. Yeah, like or or a Thursday, or or maybe early that Friday would be good. But Thursday, the earlier would be ideal because here, in Florida, you know, we're on the East Coast, and I believe Las Vegas. There's a time difference, so that oh, yeah. play a factor as well. So yeah, yeah. you know, better to acclimate better. Somewhat. 
even though it's going to be held indoors, you need to kind of get over the jet lag. Exactly, yes, sir. And then you, uh, you're going to have to get a hotel room and food. And, and now how much do you think that entry fee will run you, Jonathan? The entry fee for nationals, um, honestly, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of new to the powerlifting game. Um, if it's anything like the Europa, it's going to be about $100 or so, anywhere between 1 to 150 and and Jonathan, this national powerlifting um, is that the is that going to be in June um, June twelfth I think in Vegas. Um, I, but it it's around June. I'm I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know the exact date. Mm-hmm. Um, the date yeah. on that. And and Thank and you. if you do well at this um, at this nationals, so will you be invited to the world championships, or are you already invited to the world championships? Um, the World Championships is more based on total. Um, uh-huh. the, the total that I put up last weekend would have already granted me World Championship entry. But okay. you have to do it at a bigger stage. At a um, sanctioned event. Exactly, yeah. This so meet you, was kind of like you, a, not thrown together, but it wasn't as as a, as a polished meet. There was, you know, as um, as like so, nationals will be. That's a national stage. There'll be national, you know, coaches there and stuff. If you put up those numbers at the national event, um, in in Orlando, well, no, at the national event in Vegas, which will definitely be a sanctioned event, you you'll be invited to the to the world championships. There's a possibility that you will be invited to the world championships. Oh yes, sir. Um, that will be. Uh, if I put up the numbers, it will be a definite. They will right. they will definitely um, be you know be qualified for the world championships. Right, that's what I'm talking about. And uh, and Jonathan, you're at the right place, Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We're going to do everything we can to find you some sponsors, sign you some people to babysit, find you some people <laughs> to buy an airline ticket for you and your baby. We're going to find somebody to get you a nice, beautiful, four-star, five-star hotel while you're out in Vegas. We're going to do it all for you, man. We're here to help you at Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages to help Jonathan make it to the world championship, not the nationals, the world championships. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Uh, we, we have Jonathan on the line. Jonathan, what's your last name again? Uh, Garcia. Jonathan Garcia, the power lifter from Palaka, Florida, going to the Nationals in, um, in Vegas in June. And he's also going to be going to, um, what's the meet you're going to in Orlando, um, Jonathan? It's the Europa. The Europa Championships in Orlando. And, and we're here to try and give Jonathan, Jonathan some, uh, some ideas and uh, help him find some sponsorships to, uh, to make this an easier process for this single father. And, Jonathan, you got to play on that too, man. You understand what I'm saying? Because women do it all the time. I'm a single mother. I need help. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm a single father. I need help. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, they, they're not the only ones that need help. Come on. You know, Thanks we so need help, too. There. And Jonathan <laughs> is a single father, and he's also um, trying to make his way to the Olympics through powerlifting. This is a new Olympic sport that Jonathan, Jonathan is involved in. And, hey, Mr. Garcia, we're here to help you, man, and we're pulling for you all the way. And if it's anybody out there in Internet land that wants to help Jonathan Garcia from Palaka, Florida, um, with a sponsorship or, um, or a helping hand or even motivational words, and we all accept prayer. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It's Jonathan. Jonathan, I tell you what, Coach Oliver has many contacts. Uh, I can't believe all the great guys he's had on this program from UM and uh, how many professional athletes he's had on here. And what we need to do is reach out, try to touch some hearts, and see if we can't get uh, the funds for you to be able to achieve your goals rolling in. Yeah, that, that'd be fantastic. Um, you know, like like I said, you know, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I, I had a full-time job, and, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, things didn't work out with that. Um, now we got a part-time because training does kind of take a big chunk of the day. So, you know, any, 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 um, Anything and and like he said, even just a prayer or uh, well wishes, you know, is always appreciated. You know, I'm I'm more than grateful and appreciative how Putnam County has embraced me. Just the general community. I mean, I can't go to Walmart 
without someone saying, hey, are you Jonathan Garcia, the, the weightlifter back in high school? Man, what are you doing now? You know, even just that, I mean, even just someone still recognizing me. Um, I even had someone coach recognize me in Tampa from my powerlifting meet. They said, are you, are you Jonathan Garcia? And I said, I sure am. Uh, do we know each other? He's like, you don't know me. But I seen you lift in high school one time at, like, a high school meet, coach. And it just blew my mind, you know. It reminded me how small the world is and actually how big of an impact I really had in weightlifting back then, you know. It just brought a smile to my face, you know. Gave me a little boost that day, you know. Just People just still remember, you know. And people still look forward to, you know, oh, what are you doing now? You know, are you still lifting? You still look jacked? You know, just people giving me that small little, you know, just... Well, give me that me little... Know. Uh, uh, Jonathan, tell Daryl what you used to wear underneath your, uh, uh, what your t-shirt was. <laughs> <laughs> when you lived I'm a big, stuff. I'm a big comic book head, so, you know, I love Superman, I love DC Comics, you know, just all that good stuff. I grew up, I grew up reading all that, so I used to rock a little Superman shirt everywhere I went, just so people knew, that's that guy. He was, that's that guy wearing that Superman shirt? Okay, I know that guy. So, let's watch him, he's gonna put up some crazy numbers. I, feel you, I still do that. I still wear the Superman shirt to my meet, just to let them know I'm special. <laughs> you finna hey. see something special when I'm on the platform. You're not every. You ain't gonna see this every day. I feel you, Jonathan. Hey, but we gotta get you. Um, we gotta get you some big time sponsorships, man. I really, I, I, I like to think big, man. I just really think if, if I'm gonna think about it, let's think about it real big. You know, I just really think that uh, it's a lot of companies in this world every day that are that are starting out and brand new, and would love to have somebody like you that's going to be on a stage in Orlando, uh, and then you're going to be on a stage in, in, in Las Vegas, and then the World Championships is, poss- is a possibility as well. Man, if they can start out now, and, and, and you take them to places that they never thought they could be, and get them some connections that they never thought they would have, hey, this could be a win-win for everybody, not just you. Some other mm-hmm. some company could, could 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 go places with you. You could take them places, and um and I just like to think that hey, if, if it's a possibility, man, let's make it happen. You know, and 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 I'm one of these guys. Let's don't talk about it. Let's be about it. You know, I I I, I was told once, if you want a job, you do not pl- apply for a job. You know, get people burn me up when they say, oh, I applied for a job yesterday. No, you don't apply for a job. You beat the pavement and you try to apply for 5, 10, 8, 12 jobs in one day. And if you can't apply for 12, at least get me 5 or 6 or 7 applications in one day, take them home, fill them out, take them back the next day, and that same day you're looking for 5 or 10 more applications. Every day you're looking for a five, and I promise you, within a week, you will have a job. And, mm-hmm. and Jonathan, I'm here to tell you, there are so many companies in this United States we live in, it's unbelievable. But you're not even concerned about the United States. It is so many companies in the world, in the world that want exposure. And I'm really saying, man, here's an opportunity for you to um, go out there and, and tap into some of these companies. Um, you're going to be going to Vegas pretty soon. Get the Yellow Pages in Vegas. They're on the Internet. Call some companies out there. Let them know you're going to be there. Let them know what you want. Let them know what you need. Let them know who you are, Jonathan Garcia. Hey, it's going to happen for you, brother. 
No, I really appreciate that. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, I, I totally respect and understand what you say, you know. Um, I'm, I'm going to put it out there, you know. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm brand new to the sport. Um, I was well-received by the powerlifting community. You know, at first, you know, you kind of get those, those sideways looks, you know, what's this guy all about? But, you know, I've always said I'm not a big talker when it comes to, like, before the meets or even online. You'll never see me, like, on a forum talking about, oh, I'm going to break these records. I'm, I'm real to myself. I let my work show for itself on the platform. All the suffering, all the, the gym hours and sweat and pain and sacrifice. I don't talk about it. I don't complain about it. I let it show. I let it shine on the platform. And, um, you know, I believe that that's why that, that puts me a little bit above um, your normal maybe athlete that may be chauvinistic because, you know, the numbers that I put up, they are impressive, but I'm always hungry for more. You know, I stay hungry. Um, I'm looking to break. Um, and by nationals, I'm looking to break. Um, by Las Vegas, I'm looking to break the squat world record and the total world record. Um, so, I mean, I'm right there. You know, I'm just 40, 50 pounds away from a world title. So if I can break a world record or maybe two world records at at Las Vegas, I mean, that's just going to put me in a better position for the world championships because all I got to do is break my records that I've already set. You know, so, I mean, every meet I'm looking to break, once I get those world records under my belt, every pound, every kilo, I do more. The next meet is another world record. So that's where I'm looking to be. You know, I'm looking to just have all, have all those titles, have all the world records and a gold medal at the world championships. And um, that's where my eyes are fixated. I mean, I've got other meets between now and then, but in the back of my head, that's my goal. That's what I'm looking for, world championship status, you know. Well, I feel you, brother, and, um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see a young man like yourself have set some goals for yourself. And, uh, you know, if if you can set the goals, you can you can achieve them. And you've yeah. already set them. And uh, and you got a, and you got a, a big motivational tool, man. I'm not gonna call it. You got a you got a big a big motivation for you behind you. I mean, you know, your your daughter is, sounds like she 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 fires you up. She she gets you excited about this thing. Mm -hmm. And and you want and you want to make her proud and make her happy. And um, trust yeah, me, man. When, when when it come to them girls, ooh, daddies get a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, um, they own us. They own us. Yeah, you're right. She does, you know, she does. I, I try to give her the world, you know, but I think um, my accomplishments is something that won't have no price tag on it. When she gets older, you know, I want her to be, she's the fire in my heart, man. You know, um, she's just, everything I do, man, I do for her, you know, when I'm in the gym. And like I said, my eyes are fixed. I want to be world champion. I won't take nothing less than world champion. I don't want browns. I don't want silver. I mean, you could ask Coach Roberts. When I told him I was going to be state champion in high school, I was state champion. And, I, and he believed in me, you know. And um, and, we, and we pulled it through. We did it twice. Weightlifter of the year, two years in a row. But, you know, um, when I'm just not feeling it, you know, I just think, you know, I want my daughter to be. My dad was a world champion. You know, we might have not had nice things when I was growing up. And I've raised my daughter on my own since she was eight months old by wow. myself. 21 years old, didn't know what the hell I was doing. But <laughs> but I did it, you know, and we're still here and we're eating and we have a roof above our head. And, you know, sometimes things aren't as easy as, you know, 
they could be, and sometimes we're good. But, you know, I mean, she's as long as she's got that smile on her face, man, and she's happy, I don't care. You know, I mean, wow. everything is good. As long as she's good, my life is good, period. So, um, you know, that's where my eyes are, man. I want, I want my daughter, when she grows up, you know, she just, I want her to be proud of me. That's all I want. Nothing else in life, you know. My dad's a world champion. He didn't give up on his dream. You know, I didn't cause my dad to, to quit lifting. You know, the only really thing he's ever loved in his life, he didn't have to quit for me. You know what I'm saying? There was no trade-off. So, I mean, it's, it's a little difficult. It's a little harder, but it isn't impossible. You know, you can still persevere. And um, like I said, man, I just, you know, right now she's six, so she's not really her mindset, you know. But when she gets older, you know, I, I just want her to reflect and look back at me. Damn, my dad did all this. Anything is possible. You know, I can be whatever I want to be. Nothing, yeah. nothing can hold me back. So I do, I do everything for Jocelyn. You know, yeah. I just that's all I really got to say about that. You know. Hey man, that's well, a Jonathan, story. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. This is kind of awesome, and um, you know, I just the exposure and just you guys, you know, um, this hearing me out, man. I really, really appreciate that, man. We appreciate you, Jonathan. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Garcia, powerlifting, powerlifter, on his way to the Olympics, on his way to the Nationals, on his way to the Worlds, and he needs a little help from us to find him some good sponsorship, find him a little bit of help, him and Jocelyn. Both of them need our help. This single father of one needs our help to make it, to push him over the top. And sometimes all we need is a little, sometimes we don't need a, a, a swift kick in a you-know-what. Sometimes we need a, a little a helping hand up, and that's what Jonathan is looking for, and that's what Sports Info UM here on the Voice America Radio. We're going to try and help you get, Jonathan. Hey, guy, we're here, we're here for you, and we're not going to lighten up. We're going to always tighten up for you. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you guys. All right. Yep. Thank you very Jonathan, much. before you go, one more question. Who you got in the um in the NCAA tournament in basketball? You got Kentucky or you got the field? <laughs> I'll be one hundred percent honest, you guys. I ain't enough time in the day for me to follow sports. <laughs> well, that's a good answer, Jonathan. We like that because you mo you 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 focus on powerlifting. You have nothing. I'm to focused do on mine, man. I don't have time. <laughs> you got your eyes staying in your lane. You stay in your lane, Jonathan. You take care of your business. You got time to be worried about no NFL, NCAA. You on powerlifting, baby. I love it. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, you, you want to give a shout out to anybody before you go? We got two minutes. Yeah, um, I'd like to give a big shout out to, uh, again, Troy Henry, Gamma Fitness, sponsoring my first competition. He's not been awesome with me. Uh, Shelton Gilliard, I mean, I love him. He's like a second father to me. Uh, Coach Robert sitting right there. Um, I love you, man. Everything you've done for me from moral support, from a coach standpoint, from a man-to-man standpoint, I love you, man. And um, I really do from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to give a shout-out to my mom, my dad, um, Anybody, all my friends, if you got my Facebook post, I really appreciate all the love you guys constantly shout out for me. Um, my girl Erin, I know she's listening. Um, and um, just, again, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate that, all right? Hey, thanks again, Jonathan, for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Garcia. Thanks again, Jonathan. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Thank you. Hey, Coach. Special guy. Oh, he's a very special guy, man, and what he's doing with his daughter is unbelievable. Yep, yep. And, um, hey, Coach, um, 
Before we go. Kentucky's going to win, right? What's that, Coach? Kentucky. Coach, uh, I got the field. field I'll say it again. Go with Kentucky. Uh, Coach, um, Wisconsin and Duke. Wisconsin, Duke, and um, Michigan State are all better teams than Notre Dame. And Notre Dame was one shot from beating Kentucky. I don't think it's going to come down to one shot against either three of those teams if they have to play when they when they play or if they have to play either one of those three teams. I just don't see it happen. So, coach, I think I got this bet one. Hey, coach, but hey, it's been fun. Jonathan Garcia is a great guy. We're all pulling for him. We're all wishing him well. And guys, we'll be back next week with more sports info on the Voice America Radio. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.